0: Every so often, I like to think about how really good video games or games designed with really good gameplay are always going to have some sort of real-life reflection inside of the game. And one of the games that is my favorite for that reason is the game Risk of Rain. There are a lot of life messages that are thrown right into that game that you can learn just by playing it so that the life message becomes more natural because you've physically acted it out. It may be the case that you can't understand any idea unless you have physically acted it out first, which is the whole purpose for metaphor, which is the whole purpose for games, which is the whole purpose for drama and theater and stuff like that. Those are all ways of acting out ideas. Of course, a lot of those are very effective. But there's one thing I think about quite a lot with Risk of Rain. It's that when you first start the game, it is extremely difficult to do anything. And a lot of the monsters and a lot of the bosses have some of these really powerful abilities that will absolutely just end you right away if you make the wrong moves then as you play the game more and more as you level up and particularly because because leveling up doesn't do that much in that game doing more damage doesn't do that much but in particular when you get better items the problems that you had at the start of the game are now no longer problems for example there's this really difficult enemy to defeat called Ifrit, or I think maybe it's pronounced Ifrit, whatever. There's an enemy that's difficult to defeat called Ifrit. And the reason he's difficult is because he has an ability that erects two walls uh, on the front and the back of you, so that you can't cross those planes. And what it'll do is it'll walk between those two walls, it'll swing its hand and murder you. Because there's one good rule of risk of Rain which is never ever stop moving. You're always moving around and always trying to change directions, especially in higher difficulties. Otherwise you will be killed. But this monster, this boss monster has the ability to stop you. Now that is a fantastic ability. It's a, it's a game ending ability. However, as your character levels up and particular, as it gets better items, you can eventually just jump over the wall which takes this monster who's super difficult to defeat and makes them extremely easy to defeat with better technology. And that is what technology has been doing since the start of technology. It takes a task that used to be impossible and makes it oftentimes so easy that anybody can do it. And this kind of creates a cycle. Technology begets technology. The more advanced tools you have, the more advanced tools you can create. And it makes this kind of funny, because for the past hundred years or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, maybe this has since been, been since forever, but for the past hundred years or so, this has been a massive effort for the Marxists to turn the entire West into communist, into Marxist. They tried so outright with the Cold War, they tried to take over violently, and that didn't work. So instead, they infiltrated government positions and tried to do so by changing the culture. And they were, they are, they are very, very close to doing that. Or let's say they were very, very close to doing that. They almost did it until someone invented a technology to get around all of their control. Someone invented the jetpack. Someone invented the feather that allows us to jump over the wall and easily defeat the Ifrit boss monster and risk of ring. Their wall was mainstream media and they've had mainstream media for hundreds of years because to communicate to lots and lots of people, it takes lots and lots of money. You know, you might have a really good newspaper that reaches about 50 people where you actually tell the truth and you actually try to help people, but some asshole elite who wants to create more slavery has a lot of money and his lies that he can produce can reach tens of thousands of people to your 50 people. So who are most people going to listen to? they're going to listen to the people they've heard, as opposed to the people they haven't. Until the Internet, until cell phones, and until tablets, these devices have allowed regular people to have the reach that the elite had. It allows regular people to communicate cheaply and cost-effectively to anybody who will listen. This is something that has never, ever happened before. It has never been cheap to create mass communication which means anybody who can mass-communicate with a decent idea or two has all of the control. And that was the plan of the Marxists, that was the plan of the elite, and that's been the plan for the past hundred years or so. But it failed. Now, there may very well be a collapse or two in the future, but I don't think that these people will ever have the control that they used to have as long as the internet exists. They may win the battle, They may hold us back for a while, but they're not going to win the war. They're not going to win the war unless they give up the Internet, and they're not going to do that because the Internet gives them a lot of power. But it also gives everybody else a lot of power, and it certainly allowed ideas like MGTOW to become popular. And I think it's kind of like this. Most women do not identify as feminist. I think it's somewhere between 14 and 20%. Of all women will outright say they are a feminist. However, despite the fact that they don't identify as a feminist, they certainly believe a lot of the mainstream feminist ideas. Like a lot of women, or most women, do not have problems with child support. Most women do not have problems with alimony. Most women do not have problems with voting without any sort of responsibility. These are all the big victories that feminism has won, and these are all the victories that will lead to a collapse. And now enters MGTOW. I think we will never get a majority of of people, I don't even think it's possible to get a majority of people to identify as MGTOW, to openly say that they are MGTOW. However, despite the fact that MGTOW may be a very small percentage of society, it may just be 5% of men who are actively saying that they are this way. Despite that, a lot of people are starting to repeat our arguments. A lot of the key ideas of MGTOW, the key things that MGTOW are pissed off about, are starting to get a lot of widespread attention. And these ideas don't make the good little feminist and the good little communist happy, and you can see that they are being quite petty about it. Think back to last week, or what's happened in the news cycle recently, with the whole Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones special. That special on Rotten Tomatoes was given a 0%. Now, if you watch the special, and if you know anything about Dave Chappelle, there is no way in hell Dave Chappelle should ever deserve a zero percent. He had one of the top—well, he had the top sketch comedy show when he was on TV. I mean, th- this whole leftist Saturday Night Live—Saturday Night Live has not been funny ever. The, the A week is too short to write good jokes— And a lot of times, it seems to be that with Saturday Night Live sketches, they're just trying to fill out the hour. So they will often have a joke that lands once, and they will repeat it five times during that scene, making it completely unfunny. Dave Chappelle didn't have that problem with his show, The Chappelle Show. And it is quite possibly the only sketch comedy show that I've ever truly respected and truly liked, because it was actually funny. Whereas things like SNL or Mad TV Will give me kind of like the logical laugh. I didn't laugh out loud. I didn't chuckle. I just kind of said, I can see why that's funny. Which in comedy, that's not a good thing. You don't want people to think you are logically funny. You want people to laugh at your jokes. And one of the jokes that landed with Chappelle's special that I want to talk about was this. Now I didn't play the whole joke because you can just go ahead and watch it on Netflix. But I love how during this setup of this joke, Dave Chappelle plays both sides. He, he very deceptively, and that's kind of like what good comedy is always about deception, kind of like a good fight is always about deception. If you're going to attack your opponent, you're going to, you're going to have to faint a little bit. You're going to have to pretend you're doing one thing, but then do something else. So he starts the joke by saying, I am both, both for abortion and against abortion. So everybody is on his side. But then he says something that is very anti-abortion, very against what the mainstream feminists have been promoting for the past uh, 50 years or so, whenever abortion came out, whenever it became popularized, I assume it was somewhere around the 70s, is they're always saying, my body, my choice. Why should, this is a free country, this is America. I should get to choose over the things that I want to do with my own personal body. If it's your body, it's your choice. If it's my body, it's my choice. And this has been a very, very effective buzzword. It's been a very, very popular message. You can tell it's popular because every time a leftist talks about abortion, they always repeat that line because it works. So Dave Chappelle moves past this by saying an idea that MGTOW had been saying for years, maybe the MGTOW of the past have been saying this for decades. Which is, all right, it's your body, your choice. But if I don't want the baby, and you want to keep it, then I don't have to pay. It's your body, your choice. It's my money, so it should be my choice. Now, ideas work like this. You get to make the idea, but you don't get to say what's popular and what's not popular. The only way something gets popular is if you say something, and then somebody else repeats it. So I heard this on Dave Chappelle's special and this is definitely one of the jokes I remember because it relates to MGTOW and then a couple days later I hear Ben Shapiro making a video about this specific joke and then he talks at length he does a riff about abortion and his riff about abortion ends up being kind of pro-life and he says that he doesn't care whether a woman has an abortion but if the woman decides if it's the woman's choice and only the woman's choice then men shouldn't have to pay for the child support which is a very common argument that is made by by sort of cynical pro-lifers, and then he says, or maybe we have the logic of this whole thing entirely wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and one of the things that I love about it too, like that obviously is a big deal, but the abortion stuff, where he talks about my money, my choice, and he says if if yeah. I'm wrong, then maybe we're wrong. I was like, yeah. that was awesome. And it was, it was, was funny. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. Then, then we can figure it all out together. It's yes, like, yeah. exactly. Ben Shapiro then reports on the the fact that that joke landed, and the fact that that joke flies joke flies in the face of what the leftists have been saying. And it flies in their face in a way that is agreeable, in a way that makes sense. So these these ideas tend to have a ripple effect. And they're, they're rippling quite well. That one's going very well. Of course, another big MGTOW issue or another big MGTOW idea is the false rape accusation or the false accusations of abuse. Look at what has happened in the past couple of years. Look at what's happened in the past year. One of the most popular events... Of this year, something that has made tons of YouTube channels successful is the Vic Mignogna case. One channel that was was okay, like Nick Ricciata, is a fairly new channel. He, I think he's about two years old. His following before the Vic Mignogna case was about three or four thousand subscribers. I actually was lucky enough to, to to get into his channel before he started talking about Vic Mignogna. After Vic Mignogna, he now has seventy-six thousand subscribers. And during the depositions of Ron Toy, Monica Real, and Vipunyana, he had often upwards of 10,000, maybe as high as 14,000 live viewers. This channel went from nothing to a very successful and a very popular channel who gets tons of donations with live streams. This was all because of a false rape accusation and the fact that people generally do not like false rape accusations. This may have uh, piggybacked on the Christine uh, Blasey Ford accusation of Ke- Brett Kavanaugh. We had that first, then we had the the, uh, the Vic Mignana thing a couple months later. We are quite, well, fed up with it. Even the the false allegations of abuse with Jussie Smollett. One of the good things about technology is, like I said, it makes things easier. Technology makes it a lot harder to lie. So if Jussie Smollett says he got beaten in front of a subway at 9 p.m. on this date yet we have a video camera at that subway that shows no such beating, we can now call him out as a liar. So the false allegations of abuse, the false allegations of rape, the fact that the man is on the hook for everything, and women are on the hook for almost nothing, these are now ideas that the population at large do not like. So you may not be calling yourself MGTOW, but you sure believe a lot of the same things that MGTOW believe. People at large might not be calling themselves MGTOW, but a lot of MGTOW ideas are getting very, very popular. But that's enough for this video. If you liked it, please hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. My BitChute link is in the description, so if you have not subscribed to me on BitChute, go ahead and do that. And if you haven't heard, I release one exclusive BitChute video every single week on that website. And Every BitChute video that's exclusive is marked by the thumbnail. So go ahead and check that out at the link below. If you'd like to support the channel, then you can donate to me either through PayPal or Subscribestar. Those links are also in the description. Otherwise, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.